grace and mercy and joy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The text that I've chosen for today comes from Hebrews chapter 12. The writer of Hebrews says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, with all of the hype that comes with Christmas, it is easy to forget that Advent is a penitential Season, a dark season, if you will, before the light of the Christ child comes to us at Christmas. Today we focus on joy, the joy of Advent, but we also may be caught up in the feeling of happiness with the coming of Christmas. I mean, Christmas brings happiness, does it not? Festivity with friends and family, food in the festal season being upon us, and fun. People put up lights, people put up trees, people put up with their family coming over for a few days at Christmas, and people in their homes gathering around gifts and games and the gaiety of the season. Yet, we are not at Christmas. In the church year, we are in Advent, a dark time, a time of dark blue pyramids, a time in our church year when we sing songs and hymns of longing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. I would say that the modern world has ejected Advent to get right to the joy of Christmas. But even then, the joy of Christmas is not what the world thinks it is. The world likes Christmas to be happy, a day of reprieve from the rat race of making ends meet, a day when the expenditures on the credit card do not matter, as long as the face of our children are jubilant as they open up their Christmas gifts. We have blue for Advent leading up to Christmas, but in fact the world has a blue time after Christmas. They call it Blue Monday. The Monday in January when the credit card bill comes due. The weather, in northern Alberta anyway, has taken away all your sunshine. And the weight from the Christmas cookies, the turkey and the beer comes home to roost on your hips and on the scale. The world is happy on its way to Christmas. And after Christmas when the tree is gone and the gifts have become part of every day and the bills need to be paid, the happiness of Christmas turns Blue. That is because the world wants a happy Christmas now. Now, I'm not saying I want an unhappy Christmas. I like to get a gift as much as the next person. And you can see I need sunlight as much as the next person, as you can tell from my northern Alberta pallor. But happiness is a word from the word happy. And happy from the Middle English means fortunate or The Norwegian means fortunate or lucky, or from the Scottish, it means blessed. The problem with happiness or fortune or luck is that it comes and it goes. It waxes and it wanes with the situations that we have in our lives. I mean, look at this Christmas. Families are apart by edict of law, necessary or not. It doesn't make anyone happy to be apart from their loved ones. This year, businesses will be lost, jobs will be lost, 
people will be alone. Christmas can be hard enough for people who struggle as they think the rest of the world is reveling in festal frivolity. Family and friends, throw in a pandemic like we have this year, the death of our elderly, the loss of our loved ones, whom we might have spent our Christmas time with, and this Christmas indeed may not be happy. But happiness is not the joy of Christmas. It is not the joy of the Advent season. Happiness comes and happiness goes, but true joy will never go away. If Advent is a penitential season, how then can it lead to joy? A penitential season such as Advent is to remind us that we have something to be sorry for, something to repent about. Why did Jesus come at Christmas anyway? Why did God need to send his son in the flesh? Well, it was neither bad luck nor misfortune that we need a savior, but the fact that we are sinners. Adam started our dark season in his disobedience, running and hiding from God, afraid and naked. You remember this from Genesis, God in the garden searching for Adam, asking, where are you? And Adam said, well, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. The joy of the relationship that we have with the Father was destroyed by Adam's sin and it has now become our sin and our dark penitential season waiting on the salvation of the Lord. In our sin, we separate ourselves from God, choosing our pleasures over his commands, choosing our fun, our frivolity, our flesh over our God's commands, choosing God apart from joy. For apart from God, there can be no joy. We can catch a glimpse of happiness from time to time, a sliver of what feeds our desires. But in sin, we are separate from God. Apart from God, we have only blue Mondays. Maybe happiness, but no joy. Man has tried to find joy in other things apart from God. Voltaire, the French Enlightenment writer and infidel, found out that there could be no joy in unbelief. He said, I wish I had never been born. Lord Byron, poet and politician, searched for joy in the pleasure of flesh. He said, the worm and the canker and the grief alone is mine. Jay Gould, the American millionaire, searched for joy in money. When dying, he said, I suppose I am the most miserable man on the earth. Lord Beaconsfield enjoyed, enjoyed both fame and position as Prime Minister of Britain and found joy in neither. He said, youth is a mistake, manhood a struggle, old age a regret. I will tell you why people want to skip the blues of Advent. Because being separated from God, there is no joy. Yet, yet, we are an Advent people. We are a Christmas people. We are are an Easter people, filled with joy always. Paul says to the church in Thessalonica, rejoice always. Well, how is joy possible in a world where life is so hard and the prospect of death looms larger with every passing moment? Because, dear friends, we rejoice in Christ. And we can. Because the writer of Hebrews says this, Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The joy set before him. What was that? 
Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, had joy. Joy set before him. I can tell you what the joy was not. It was not in the Garden of Gethsemane where he said, My soul is very sorrowful even unto death. Where he fell on his face and he prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. For us, this man of sorrows wore our flesh and bore our sin on the cross and was rejected and separated from the Father, saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He who was separated from the Father was separated for our sake, endured the cross for our sake, despised the shame of hanging naked on that cross, covered in our sin, had the joy set before him, of being reunited with the Father once his task was done. He had joy knowing that once he was done, he would be seated at the right hand of God, reunited again with his heavenly Father. Jesus came at Christmas in the flesh to complete his task of being a sacrifice for our sin, our Savior, saying on that cross, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit, and saying on that cross, it is finished. We can now rejoice always because we are the people of faith whom Isaiah talks about when he says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has dawned. Our dark days of Advent are broken and lit up by the light of Christ, who was rejected by men, rejected by his people, rejected by his Father, so that we could look forward to being reunited with our Father in heaven for eternity. In Christ, your sins are forgiven, and you are no longer separated from the Father for the sake of the Son. I was poking around on the internet and found this quote of a third century man who was anticipating his death And so he wrote these words to his friend. He said, it's a bad world. It's an incredibly bad world. However, I have discovered in the midst of it a quiet and holy people who have learned a great secret. They have found a joy that is a thousand times better than any pleasure of this sinful life. They are despised. They are persecuted. But they care not. They are masters of their souls. They have overcome the world. These people are Christians, and I am one of them. Dear friends, like him, we are one of them. We belong to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who came for us at Christmas and will come again to take us home, to be forever with him and the Father. To be forever with the Father, that is the joy that is set before you. In Advent, for in Christ your sins are forgiven, and in Christ salvation is yours. Thanks be to God. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. 
For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com. Call us at 780-430-7382 or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.